0: old enough to remember when you couldn't play DFS for the Super Bowl because it was just one game but thankfully FanDuel and DraftKings have evolved and here we are Super Bowl week getting ready for DFS lineups I'm Heath Cummings joined by Mike McClure at your Sportsline DFS podcast with a special Super Bowl edition Mike how pumped are you
1: I am pumped uh you know we got two different game formats too between FanDuel and DraftKings so this is going to be a lot of fun uh you get to play some defensive players you get to kind of play who you want so yeah i'm really excited for the slate yeah I, I really like i mean we're
0: going to start just by talking about Fanduel, and i really like the format here where it's just five flex players anybody you want on the offensive side of the ball with one special little addition to that and then the fifth player you choose is your two-time two-time player where you get double points and i guess my very first question is a two-part question. How important are the quarterbacks in this format? And can you really consider not playing Tom Brady in your two-time spot?
1: Well, I think to answer that, if you play Tom Brady, it has to be in the two-time spot for sure. Now, I yeah, I mean, I think the quarterback is pretty important because if one of these two guys is going to score 25 fantasy points, you know, you put them in the the 2x spot, you're getting 50. Uh, I, I don't think that any other player on the slate is going to get anywhere close. So I definitely think that you probably are going to want at least one quarterback here. The pricing also so much fun. Tom Brady,
0: $17,000. Nick Foles is not the no. second most expensive. Gronk is more expensive than him. And that makes sense. Listen, this is something it's a very, very rudimentary approach. It's not something you would ever use normally in DFS. Um It's kind of what people I think used to do. Maybe. In the early days, before we had 74 different podcasts and 8,000 websites giving you projections and information, but FanDuel gives you this column, FPPG, it's the fantasy points per game column. It just shows you how many points they've scored per game, and you could just look at that, compare it to their salary, and say, well, this guy's a good play, this guy's a bad play. I remember a time, I'll admit, two or three years ago, or however long ago it was when hockey kind of first came out and playing hockey DFS for like a month and a half or two months was like printing money. It was just, it was for some reason it was really easy. And that was one of the things I would do. I was like, give me the home guys that look like the best values. And somehow it worked. It doesn't really work anymore, but it's kind of a turn back. If you do that on this slate and sort by fantasy points per game, Nick Foles looks like the worst value in the history of fantasy sports.
1: Yes, he does, uh, which makes me like him because, you know, you say that that was a couple <laughs> years ago, but there are still people out there that are going to be doing that for sure. A hundred percent. So, yeah, so uh, he has like averaged 5.1 fantasy points per
0: game. That's not great. There's some uh there's some fuzzy math that goes into that as well, but he's 13 five. So I guess what you're going to tell me is that in a tournament, if you're looking to be contrarian, Nick Foles is a much better play than Tom
1: Brady. Um, yeah, I think so. Although it's kind of interesting because just looking at Super Bowl betting in general, it seems that the uh the public is actually on the Eagles in the Super Bowl, which which is very interesting. Um but yeah, I think because of the I, I think Tom Brady, you know, he's the overwhelming favorite to be the Super Bowl MVP. Uh he's probably gonna throw some touchdowns like he does. So yeah, I think that uh Tom Brady's still gonna be more popular in DFS.
0: Now, you have some of these fun props lined up to talk about throughout the show, right? Yes. I'm just kind of hoping you're going to intersperse them whenever I'm bringing guys up. But if you don't, then we'll just uh, dedicate a little bit of time at the end of the show to that, too, assuming that I don't go way too long like I often do. So back to the Brady versus Foles thing, I guess my, my only other question is it's not impossible to play two. You could play Brady and Foles both. Do you think that will be a popular strategy? Do you think it could possibly be a profitable strategy?
1: Um, if, if you play both of them and you know, this turns into a high scoring shootout, then I think it could be profitable. Okay. Um, I don't, I'm going to plug it in here. I don't know how common I think it will be. I mean, if you do that, you certainly have to make at least one punt. That was the next
0: question. How do you feel about like, we're only putting five players in our lineup in this fan duel contest. I, I originally think okay, you can't punt 20% of your lineup,
1: right? Right. You know, the thing for me is even if you you make that one punt, you're not getting the next best guys that you really want here. So I, I think it's really difficult to get both Brady and Foles. I think it's a much better strategy to pick one of them, stick the one that you pick in the 2x spot, and kind of have a little bit more balanced of a lineup. Okay. I do want
0: to talk about the punts for just a second, though. We're going to call the punts anybody under, oh, I don't know, 5,600. Maybe even 6,000. How about 6,000? Anybody under 6,000, Mike, who is your favorite play on the FanDuel slate at 6,000 or less?
1: 6,000 or less. Uh, for me, it's probably going to be Philip Dorsett. I just think he, there's a chance that he gets on the field and has a, you know, a, a target or two. Okay. Um, not Kenny Other Britt. That, I mean it could be Kenny Britt, too. Uh, you know, they're same same story on both of those guys. I think that they both could potentially see the field, have a couple targets. Um not generally excited. I was hoping that you were going to give me the seven thousand dollar and below as the punt range. Okay, well, before I do that,
0: I'm going to embarrass you and just give the greatest punt of all punts because this guy's going to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's only 5,500 on FanDuel. If you want to play Foles and Tom Brady in your lineup, get Kenyon Barner in your lineup. He is the kickoff returner for the Eagles. I don't know if he will be in the Super Bowl. Sometimes teams will put their more talented players back there. But also, like it is not out of the range of possibilities. The Eagles are driving down the field. They put Kenyon Barner in for one play. It turns into a 25 yard play and they say, we're going to go no huddle
1: real quick. And all of a sudden Kenyon Barner is getting a goal line carry because that has happened this year. Yeah. No, I definitely like it. Uh, he was my next, uh, my next guy there, mainly for the reasons that you mentioned with the, uh, return duties. Right. Uh, but that's a very good point there. I think that he's probably the guy that's right in, next in line for me for sure.
0: Okay. And then if you, if I had been a little bit nicer and given you the $7,000 range, would you have said Corey
1: Clement? Yes. A hundred percent.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I also think you could go with somebody like Trey Burton, even Selleck, with all the two tight end sets that the Eagles like to run. Um, but I'm I'm sticking with Barner. I've got him in my initial tournament lineup. It's just a little bit crazy, so uh, we'll see. The next thing I want to bring up on the slate that just shocked me—I didn't even really notice this. For like the first thirty minutes that I was looking at this new FanDuel contest, kickers are involved. They are, and the way I noticed it was when I was make getting setting up for that whole Nick Foles situation, and I had it sorted by fantasy points per game, and you know who really sticks out in terms of price, other than Rex Burkhead, who looks like a phenomenal value. The second best value is Steven Goskowski.
1: 100% agree. I think that, uh, he's definitely in play. Like, I I think that people are gonna probably avoid him just because we don't like kickers in general. It seems weird to put him in the, you know, in a flex spot. It seems really weird that you would put a kicker there. But I I think he's got a ton of upside here. I mean, you know, there's going to be field goals kicked here in the Super Bowl. He's had a couple games this season where he's reached 20 fantasy points, but he's had several at 15 and above. Uh, you know, If he has one of those days where he gets to kick four field goals, uh-huh. that's probably going to be good for one of your spots uh, in your lineup, for sure. Absolutely, especially at 9,500. He is cheaper than most
0: anyone else you could think of doing that. Um, I will tell you, and yesterday on our golf podcast, I hope you listened to that because it's going to win a ton of money in the PGA this week. But I gave a fantasy pick from my mom. And so along those same lines, Chris Towers, our good friend, who will be on the program over the next couple of days, told me that the real sharp play is to play Steven Goskowski as your two-times player. And they're going to just kick all field goals.
1: That's an interesting take. I don't completely hate it. I mean, the only scenario, I mean, I, I get it. If you're fading Tom Brady, I think that that's sharp. Because you're thinking that they're going to drive down the field and the drive's going to stall. And, you know, once they get into Eagles territory, they're going to kick long field goals. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I do think that if you're going to play a kicker, I don't, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to use the 2x spot on it, but you know, if you get four field goals, you can double that up, get 30 to 40 fantasy points. It's not the worst play in the world. It's not the worst play in the
0: world. It's kind of funny. Um, no one else is going to do it, but. You probably shouldn't, just to be honest. So I will just say, like, putting a lineup together and trying to get a little bit creative. I did come up with a situation where you play Brady in the two times. You pair him with Gronk. You punt with Barner. You also play Foles. And then you have Steven Goskowski in a lineup. So you get Brady, Foles, Gronk, Goskowski, and Barner. Listen, it's, is it, is it one of the things I struggle with when building a tournament lineup is I wonder with five players, even with one of them being the 2X spot, how do you have a lineup that's
1: different than anyone else?
0: And I, I think mean, that, this one will be.
1: Yeah, no, I, I like that. And the lineup, when you think about it, it actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, so you're pairing Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski. Gronk is the player that is most likely to score a touchdown on the slate, you know, as a as a position player outside of quarterback. Uh, over on Bovada, he's minus 150 to score a touchdown, which is pretty significant. Uh, so I like that. You're also pretty much doubling down on the Patriots offense with, uh, the kicker there. So you're gonna, you know, you're really all in on the offense. And then I like what you're doing on the other side. You've got Nick Foles. If you think the Patriots are going to do what they're gonna do there, Nick Foles is gonna be throwing frequently. He's probably gonna be scrambling, picking up a few rushing yards. And then they're also gonna be doing a few weird things to try and stay in the game. Like you mentioned with Barner, I, I really like that lineup a lot. Uh, from a game theory perspective, I think it's a very good lineup. And the, not to mention, if the Patriots score a
0: bunch of touchdowns, kick a bunch of field goals, they're all going to have to kick off a bunch of times, which should be opportunities for Barner. 100% agree. I love this lineup. It looks really good. Who do you like on this slate? Like, Who would you say your favorite play on the FanDuel slate is?
1: Um, I, I really kind of... Like I think it's Nick Foles. I just, I think that I need exposure to Philly. I think that I really think that Philly's going to stay in this game and I think it's going to be a competitive game. And I think that Nick Foles is the guy that I like the most. Okay. Okay. To, to kind of wrap
0: up the duel discussion, I built a lineup without Dion Lewis. You did not mention Dion Lewis as your favorite play. He's $13,000. He is the fourth most expensive player our good friend Adam Azer is going to join the podcast. He has a lineup dilemma because you've built a lot of lineups, right, Adam?
2: Uh Two now. Two. Two.
0: And did you have Dion Lewis?
2: Not at first. So that's why I had to build a second one. <laughs>
0: <'Cause I felt laughs> so like, you do not like the feeling of not having Dion Lewis exposure?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure. He's got five or more catches in five of his last six games or four of his last five games, I think. So he's been very involved in the passing game. He hasn't been getting the touchdowns in the playoffs. That scares me a little bit. So I, it basically came down to Jay Ajayi and Danny Amendola or Dion Lewis and Brandon Cooks. I think I don't know if the math added up exactly perfectly. And also, I, I want to get your take on Danny Amendola because I, I I gave uh, we did a DFS advice on the Fantasy Football Today podcast, and I was talking about Amendola. Jamie really likes Amendola. Dave doesn't like Amendola. Um, he thinks Gronkowski being there. Will you know take away from Danny Amendola, and I think it's a good point. So because you know Amendola did so much work after the Gronk concussion, how do you guys feel about Danny Amendola? Twelve thousand five hundred dollars, very expensive. Um, your thoughts on him this week?
1: I like Amendola. My the, the couple issues are like you mentioned. Gronk's going to be back out there. Not only is Gronk out there, you're going to have I believe Burkhead. You might have Gillislee. Like you have so many options now. I think that the Patriots are going to be pretty healthy for this game. So that combined with the recent game logs and people kind of searching the recent game logs and looking for those guys that are scoring those touchdowns recently and being more involved. I think that he's simply just going to be over owned. You know, you've got that elevated price. Uh, you know, I really like him. I think he's got a lot of upside. It's just there's a lot of mouths to feed, uh, in this game. So I'm not, I'm not locking him in, but I probably will have a, you know, at least one lineup with him in.
2: Oh, with Amandola. All right. I took Amandola out. I think I'm, I'm kind of feeling the... Might be a little bit risky. So, Heath, I I now have Deion Lewis in both my lineups.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to offer you a solution that I think makes a lot of sense. I'm not necessarily interested in playing much Deion Lewis on FanDuel, but all you have to do is go over to DraftKings, mm-hmm. where he is much lower priced, especially relatively to the rest of the field. He is like the ninth most expensive offensive player on DraftKings. Deion Lewis just eighty nine hundred. Just build DraftKings lineups with Dion Lewis and leave him out of your FanDuel lineup.
2: Could do that. Uh yeah, except I have Brady and Gronk in my DraftKings lineup. I'll let you talk about your DraftKings lineup now. I'll get out of your way, but I would just like to say I have both kickers in both of my FanDuel lineups. Wow. Yeah,
0: both that kickers. will also be contrarian.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just need some field goals. That's it. But both those guys are good, you know, and and they're good kickers on great offenses, two top three offenses. So, uh, hopefully we get a lot of points. I like it. I like it. Mike,
0: I
1: don't, I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of two kicker lineups on FanDuel this week. Probably not, but I, I really don't dislike the strategy. Um, the, the, the issue with it for me would be then I would probably be looking to at least fade one of, if not both of the quarterbacks in that situation. Right. Just cause I'm, I'm banking on less, you know, passing touchdowns. Um, yeah, no, I think it's an interesting strategy. Thankfully, we don't have to worry about kickers on DraftKings. Um, We've
0: already spent more time on kickers on this podcast than I've ever spent on a podcast talking about kickers. So let's move over to DraftKings where you don't have to play kickers, but you do have to play two defensive players. I think a lot of people are very uncomfortable with that, which is good. We we want people to be uncomfortable with it. That gives us an opportunity to actually have an edge, which is tough to find. On a one game slate where you're playing five or six players. So I, my first question to you on the defensive players, are you going for the big plays with corners, hoping you get picks with the sack specialist, or are you just trying to be, go for the sure thing and compile tackles?
1: Um, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe, okay. uh, so I, I think that I want one defensive lineman and I want one safety. I, I kind of like the safeties a little bit. Right. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I'm headed with it. You know, you get a little bit of the big play upside in terms of maybe an interception. Uh, you, you certainly, you know, playing a safety in these offenses that are passing a lot, you'll probably pick up some sure thing tackles, even though those aren't really sure thing tackles. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm looking. I'm looking at one defensive lineman and one safety. Is the safety you're looking at Patrick Chung? Uh, it is not. I like him, but it is not the guy that I have in currently. Okay. I I guess my thought is how much do you have to get
0: into the idea of this game theory with the mix of offensive and defensive players? We know it is more likely for Nick Foles to throw interceptions than it is for Tom Brady. But I would also presume if you're going to play Nick Foles on DraftKings, you don't necessarily want to play Patriots that you're hoping will intercept him.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the, uh, that, that's the issue. So for me, I think that I will probably be looking more towards the Philadelphia guys on defense. Okay. Uh, just because I, I think that they're going to have more opportunities to make tackles. Uh, that means that they're getting the ball, the ball is driving down the field against them still, but they're still scoring fantasy points during that time. Uh, so that's, that's one way I'm looking at it there, but I tend to lean more towards the Philadelphia guys, at least in my initial builds. Okay, you are playing Nick Foles on Fanduel. He's like your favorite play on the slate.
0: Yep. You're playing Eagles defensive players on DraftKings.
1: Are you telling me the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl? I think so. I think that there's a chance that the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, if you, I, I, I really think that this is going to be a competitive Super Bowl. You know, I've obviously been wrong before, but I, I like the way that Philly matches up here. Uh, I'm. Probably more confident than I should be in Nick Foles at this point. Right. right. Well, he's basically Carson Wentz. Yeah, he is. I'm not going to lie to you. I think he is. I don't want to. I don't want to open a can of worms there. But I don't. I don't think that the gap is that large. Adam Azer is, is trying to jump
0: back on the podcast to yell at us because we've been fighting over this on the FFD podcast. It's not all right. like I can
2: jump much. back in, I, but I'm gonna. I don't want to derail this show. But you guys are both crazy. That's all I'm gonna okay. say. Oh,
0: that's that's fair. I, I will take that. And I would say I would normally just be cheering for the Eagles in this spot and hope that you are right. But I've been telling somebody in the office since August that it was a foregone conclusion that the Patriots were going to win the Super Bowl and that it was no different than the Warriors and the NBA. And so I really would like to just have this be a blowout and say na-na-na-na-na. nah, haha. Nah, nah, nah. ha. Uh, sticking with DraftKings, is there a player on DK that you like a lot more than you do on FanDuel?
1: Uh yeah, Deion Lewis. We mentioned him uh when we were talking with Adam there. I think Deion Lewis is a guy that you still want to get in on DraftKings uh for many reasons. The price being one, the positional requirements, and, and really just, you know, the PPR upside. Um right. he he's certainly still gonna I mean, you look at his last few games, he's been targeted at least eight times or seven times in the last three. I think that he'll he'll still see seven to eight targets in this game, so I think that he's someone you should probably in my opinion, be locking in over on DraftKings, uh, especially if you're playing. He is a guy you want some exposure to in this on the slate. So for me, it's Deion Lewis on DraftKings.
0: Deion Lewis on DraftKings. He is in my lineup. I actually had Patrick Chung as my first defensive player. I'm not going to have you give both of your defensive players because I want people to go over to Sportsline and get the Super Bowl lineup from you on Sportsline like they should. But I would like one defensive player from you.
1: Uh, the defensive player that I'm going to be using uh, up front is going to be Fletcher Cox. Okay. I, I, I like Fletcher Cox. I think that he's going to have the opportunity to pick up some tackles here. I think that the Eagles are going to get some pressure on Tom Brady. I don't think it's unrealistic to think that Tom Brady might even fumble the ball once in this game. I really think that the Eagles are going to have a good game here, and, and I like Fletcher Cox. I think that he's someone who's got a little bit of sure thing. Ability in terms of tackles. Um, so I, I like Fletcher Cox in this game.
0: And I'm going to go ahead and put Nick Foles in just for you. Okay. On this, uh, slate. So we've got Foles, Deion Lewis, Patrick Chung, and Fletcher Cox. If I'm playing Nick Foles, I think I'm playing Zach Ertz. That leaves us 10,600. Do we dare stack the Eagles with Foles, Ertz, and Alshon?
1: Uh, I think that you could. Uh, I definitely, I
0: definitely think that you could. And, and the one thing I'll say about that, like, even if Patrick Chung doesn't pick Nick Foles off, that should be a lot of tackles for him. Yes. If if Ertz is catching a bunch of balls. So it, in this theory, and this could even be a situation where the Patriots still win. But oh, yeah. Dion Lewis is just getting a lot of carries in the fourth quarter. Foles, Ertz and Jeffrey are chasing the scoreboard. And then you've got Fletcher Cox and Patrick Chung on defense. Yeah, no, I like it. There. are you know, it's funny because there's, you only play five players on FanDuel, you only play six on DraftKings, but there are still a lot of different possibilities. You're just going to have to get a little bit clever and you're going to need some good advice. So what you should do is go on over to Sportsline. If you're not signed up yet, I don't know what you're doing. Sign up for Sportsline. You can get Mike's lineups for NBA, for PGA, for NFL, and for anything else you need. Thanks for listening to the Sportsline DFS podcast.